what if we could integrate design into the Singaporean school educational curriculum? This is a question that Ryan Leung, author, illustrator, and senior trainer of design thinking, hopes for people to think about more often. According to him, creativity can go a long way in transforming our current educational system. Using design as a common factor in many of his creative pursuits, which include world-building, Ryan explains to us how he uses his skills to expand his vision and get opportunities. Can you tell us more about yourself, like an uh, introduction or background about yourself? Wow, where to start? Okay. Um, <laughs> Well, I graduated recently from uh, NUS Architecture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I didn't join the industry though, uh, because I uh, didn't find the environment suitable for my liking. Mm-hmm. So instead, I moved to education, mm-hmm. uh, and now I teach kids at uh, Singapore's very first architecture for kids school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we plan to uh, introduce design to them and harness their creativity uh, for the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. Yes, and on the side, I also like to. Uh, develop my own alternate universes yeah, mm-hmm. through art, storytelling, mm-hmm. design, yeah, just to hopefully make the world a better place in the end mm-hmm. yeah, with all this uh, creative stewing. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you have many things going on right now. Yes, I'm trying to make it very simple so uh, I don't um, you know, end up confusing all of you <laughs> eventually. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe we can start right at the start. Like, how did you decide that the architect environment wasn't for you? And then why did you make that switch into going into the educational path instead? Mm. Well, I, I did intern before in an architecture firm. Mm-hmm. And uh, also based on discussion with practicing architects and architects who have left the industry, mm-hmm. Um. I found that the working hours and the schedule wasn't something that fit with my personality. Mm. For me, I'm much more free flow. Uh, I like to do things my way la, yeah, and have mm. that creative freedom. Yeah, so uh, I didn't want to be just bogged down by the processes. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, one thing I really wanted to keep in my life uh, since childhood was my love of doodling, mm. drawing, yeah, and telling great stories with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always like to see that smile on people's faces and tell a very engaging, compelling story with very powerful ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I found that by going to the education sector mm-hmm. and teaching design to kids, I could have that creative freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also train myself up to be a facilitator, uh, to be someone who can articulate uh, design in a very clear, fun, and engaging manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because be- I believe this is the way by which we can change the world for the better. Yeah. Yeah, communication is key. Yeah, definitely mm. agree with that. Can you maybe tell us more about how you go about like teaching um, architecture or design to kids? Mm, yeah, okay, it's very interesting because kids, their attention spans are pretty short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they can get easily distracted. So, one way uh, that I found to engage them very um, e- uh, effectively mm-hmm. was the use of memes. <laughs> really, memes? Really, yeah, because, I don't think uh, you can engage me effectively like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, how young are these kids? These kids range from 5 years old to about 12, 12 years old. Okay. Yeah. And as a recently appointed curriculum development manager, mm. I found that education itself can be very fun and very casual mm. and even very empowering. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think one setting that encapsulates all these qualities is a theme park, you know, like USS or Disney. Mm. Then you know you you already have the intrinsic motivation to go there. Yeah. Yeah. And once you're there, you can. It's a buffet. You can choose from the different lands you want to go to, and while having fun, you actually learn. Mm. Yeah. So learn through play. Yeah. And I think that's also something that is very natural in humans. You yeah. know, we see something, we get curious, we experiment, and then we come up with something of value. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, why not just put that right into the curriculum mm. rather than focus on uh, exams, right. uh, memorizing just to pass the test and get the A grade. Mm. You know, that one skews all the priorities really of yeah, what learning truly yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, actually, it was only a week ago that... Uh, I was thinking about this and I was like, oh, all the kids like memes these days. Yeah. And they're also very into games like Minecraft, Roblox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, although these games uh, do have um, pretty... Okay, they can, they can be valid aspects in the game, but <laughs> yes. there's always the educational value that can mm-hmm. be extracted. Yeah. yeah. And having conversations with these kids also brought to mind the fact that um, they can remember a lot of things. Mm. based on the storytelling of the yeah. game's uh, narrative, the structure, and how they slowly build what they want to build. Mm. Yeah. And it is my hope that eventually mm. uh, there'll be a good design curriculum that can engage kids this way mm. and also inspire them to be civic-minded mm. and focus on solving the problems uh, that we face in mm. our world today. Right. Yeah. Um, do you only teach design or is it like specifically architecture? Mm, okay, good question. Because architecture, yeah. there is no there is no fixed definition. Oh, okay. Yeah. So even professors in school mm. will ask us, what is architecture? Mm. And they themselves may not be very sure as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it because it's up to us to define mm. um, the definition of architecture and we mm. can also weave in our own personal experiences. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little bit about what you think is valuable about design thinking? Um, I know you mentioned that um, mm. you, you're hoping that the kids become more civic-minded. Um, what other mm. value do you think these kids can get out of a design thinking approach? Mm. Okay. Uh, first of all, I would say that everywhere around us is mm. design. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, even architecture, everything around us is a form of architecture. Yeah. Yeah. So, how all these things that materialize around us are formed is mm. through design thinking. Mm. Yeah, you know, perhaps through improvement from a certain product yeah. or something, uh, a response to a problem mm. that humans face. Yeah, and I feel that design thinking is a universal skill that can be applied to any industry that you're in. Mm. Yeah. Think of it as the bridge that links all the subjects you've studied together. Mm. Yeah. And then you can come up, that's where you can come up with novel ideas yeah. or holistic ideas even mm. you know, that can perhaps bridge two industries or solve a problem that you know, maybe one industry in isolation cannot solve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is there a hope for you? I think you did mention previously when we spoke um, that there's a hope for you to integrate this curriculum into Singapore's um, curriculum. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, <laughs> right now it's just uh, it's a it's a wish lah. It's a wish. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's a wish. But uh, 
hopefully in the future, uh, mm. as we make progress, perhaps it could be a reality. Mm. Yeah, because interestingly, everything starts from fiction, uh, from a thought. So. Definitely an idea yeah, that correct. brings change in the world. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, as the natural order of the world mm. you know, flows and uh, new ideas come in, then yeah, perhaps, yeah. hopefully, we, we might get to see that next time. Mm. Yeah, in fact, um, in the Scandinavian countries, one of the Scandinavian countries, they actually teach architecture to kids from young. Mm. Yeah, so basic things like learning how to design a door, a door knob, mm. door handle. Yeah, so all these little things that are part of everyday life. Yeah. You know? So it's not so abstract going to school and learning about theories and right. then going out and not knowing what you want to do. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So if you can actually merge those two fields together, then the learning becomes more fluid, mm. more intrinsic. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, we get things done much faster, I guess. Mm. Yeah, you and you won't be so... Book smart, so to speak. Right, It's okay right. to have street smarts. Yeah. 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 I think it reminds me of like how um, parents hide vegetables in like nice looking <laughs> food. So you're kind of like taking these things that maybe kids don't want to care about because they're just kids and putting it in like a more palatable format. Yeah. Hmm, definitely. <laughs> okay. Um... Right, and then moving on from your work to all the other activities you are doing. So you mentioned that you're doing world building. Mm, Do you want to tell us a little bit about yeah. that? Yes, yes. So I'm very excited about this. <laughs> great, great. Uh, recently very excited to hear about. on the topic. Yeah, because I found that humans actually world build all the time. Mm. Yeah, we always thinking, okay, what's the next big idea to change the world? Mm. What can I do for my community? Mm. You know, uh, what can I... Uh, consume to escape from this harsh reality that I find myself in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty much very common, you know, a lot of uh, Korean dramas, uh, movies, you know, mm. all these are born from the process of world building itself. Mm. Yeah. To sum it up, because it's a pretty complex topic. Yeah. Um, world building, it's putting powerful ideas into compelling stories. Mm. Yeah. And these packages of information can actually change the world. Mm. Yeah, in fact, they've actually uh, shifted like, how humanity uh, has progressed over the centuries. Mm. Yeah, just think of Steve Jobs and the, you know, the iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine, maybe you're sitting down one day and it's like, what if we could do this? Mm. And then that's where it all starts. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm. So the, the same opportunity applies for every generation. Mm. Yeah. So you know, what if we could do this? And mm. then whoa, it just kickstarts the whole... No, design thinking process, yeah, yeah. the product, and yeah, who knows how humanity will evolve mm-hmm. you know, days, years from now. Yeah. So this what-if process was also something that happened for your book? Mm. Yes, correct. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking that there'll be less wars, less conflict, mm. and more collaboration if humans uh, could think more collaboratively and more yeah. holistically. Mm. Yeah. So we're building encapsulates all basically all parts of civilization into yeah. one neat framework mm. yeah and through this framework you can understand and appreciate how mm. civilization how civilization is formed mm. yeah and it also allows you to develop empathy like, for the different aspects mm. of civilization that you might not usually care about right yeah I see alternatively if you wanted to start something uh, from scratch and you could see where your project or idea fits in this grand scheme of things mm. and then you can slowly look at okay what what do I need to reach out to uh, what resources do I need to employ mm-hmm. who do I need to network with yep. then you slowly build you slowly build your world mm. yeah really I see um, beyond that are you doing any other projects? 
Uh, you can tell us all about it. Yeah. Well, okay, other projects. I'm I am looking at uh developing a series on personal branding. Mm. Uh, because I feel in a very data-centric world, uh we are flooded with information every day to yes. the point whereby uh we can be get very confused, mm. you know, fake news and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh okay, that aside, uh I feel that with everyone having so much information, mm. how are they able to convey this Right. To others, you know, in a very clear manner yeah. uh, to avoid misinterpretation. Yeah. And also how they can use this information to convey their worth. Mm. Yeah. Let's mm. say for when they're applying for jobs, mm. uh, when they want to, well, well even for dating, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah. So uh, I have been stumbling upon articles online here and there that talk about the art of communicating, mm. you know, and not just verbal communication, also visual communication. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, now with, with COVID, we all start at home. Mm. We rely heavily on our electronic yeah. devices on the screen. Mm. Yeah. That real estate on the screen uh, can be a very powerful tool of conveying information right. if done right. Mm. Yeah. So for example, you know, whole chunk of text on the screen versus one image. Mm. Uh, so which is more engaging, right. which will evoke more emotion and drive mm. you to action. Mm. Yeah. So these are things that fall under the umbrella of communication. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've known Ryan for a while now mm. and I know that he's always involved in many projects at any one point of time. Um, why do you think that you enjoy taking on so much for yourself? Mm. Uh, well, okay, this stems from a personal history. Yeah. Okay. So when I was young in sec one, mm. I actually had cancer. Mm. Yeah. So uh, at that time, it was uh, kind of shook my world. Yeah. And then I had to be quarantined, so to speak, at home for about six months because mm. uh, the, the medicine they were feeding to my body um, reduced my immunity. Mm. Uh, and during that time, it was actually a very, very quiet period for me Yeah, because yeah, I was just in my room. And that was then I realized the value of time. Mm. Yeah. Because I was not sure at that point whether I would make it through. Mm. Yeah. So it really got me to realize that every second you have is precious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that kind of kickstarted within me the idea to make the best of every second, give value to other people as well. Yeah. Yeah. And after I recovered, I took that with me uh, onwards. Mm. And whenever an opportunity comes up, yeah. I just see as a, okay, that's something I can, uh, you know, uh, do to give value la, to yeah. other people. Yeah. Uh, and since I've been through uh, the chemotherapy process, mm. uh, I think all the pain is like you know, second nature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we should be laughing about that. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, uh, okay, from a creative perspective, you can mm. use pain as your motivator. So, yeah. Or rather, mm. embrace pain as your friend. So pain, failure, challenges, right. uh, all this will actually give you discomfort. Mm. But that's an indicator that you are growing, you're stepping out of your comfort yes. zone. Yeah. Uh, mm. I think it's worse if you uh, delude yourself into thinking that you are growing but you're not yeah yeah, yeah. that would be painful mm. yeah <laughs> that'd be much more painful down yeah. the road yeah but mm. um, I can definitely attest to Ryan's work ethic I think mm. I've seen him really like work in his projects um, I don't know if you, sh- you guys should be like following this but like he loses sleep over his projects as well <laughs> uh, now that is something that uh, I won't be proudly uh, <laughs> telling people sharing. about <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it does come at a cost. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I do do sleep sometimes. Okay, lah, often. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it, it can be. Uh, it can affect my productivity eventually right. because right. the sleep that accumulates. Mm, yeah. yeah. So please, guys, don't uh, don't don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that being said, I would say it also taught me to look at time multipliers. Mm. Yeah. So time multipliers are actions that you do that can reduce your uh the effort needed mm. down the road. Yeah. yeah. Like for example, uh, if you create like a personal branding booklet for mm. yourself, uh, then that can be used to introduce uh, what you do to other people mm. rather than you having to keep you know, explaining it to other people. Yeah. Maybe in the process, you might miss out a few key details. Mm. Yeah. So I like to see it as doing things that are immortal. Mm, uh, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. 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 Yes. And then it frees your mind uh, from other efforts uh, that mm. require more attention. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I love that actually. Yeah, I'll say yeah. it's working smart. Uh. Yeah. And working hard as well. Yeah. Both, both. Yeah. It has to go hand in hand. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I feel like in Singapore, a lot of people, like, they, they are afraid of, like, having free time because they don't know what to do with it. Like, because in Singapore, you know, it's kind of like hustle culture all the time. Mm. You have to be working, you have to be doing something. Even in your free time, sometimes your hobbies, like, sometimes people's hobbies are not hobbies. They are also a means to do some kind of work, to get paid, blah, blah, blah. So, what do you think about this general, like... Sentiment. Yeah, sentiment. Mm, mm. Wow, okay. Uh, very touchy issue. <laughs> okay, let me put it this way. Uh, we invite... Uh, listeners to reflect la, on whether on what brings them the joy that they seek in their life mm. yeah because uh, even adults also we, they're not really sure like what life is all about yeah you know? definitely and I think it's pretty much forging your own purpose mm. uh, so what, what matters to you right. uh, whether you feel happy doing this uh, does it bring you this psychological comfort mm. uh, yeah this another project of mine I've been trying to see what actually uh, motivates humans, you know, and why do they go to great lengths to achieve a certain goal, yeah. a certain path, yeah, and mm. I feel that it all boils down to psychological comfort, that I want to feel this kind of security, that okay, yes, I do this because I want to feel this at the end, yeah, so based on that, then it will influence the path that people will take, yeah. on what they want to do, so whether mm. maybe to achieve this comfort, I want to do uh, my side hustle, mm. yeah, or maybe to other people, it could just be slacking around, doing nothing. Yeah. And to them, they may feel happy that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, yeah just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, there's Call also, me out. There's also, there also benefits though to just doing nothing. Yeah. Because yeah. the mind is always working and yeah. who knows, maybe during those calm periods, you know, mm. uh, epiphanies can just come in. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I like that thought because I feel like um, a lot of times when we think about free time, we we try to think of it as what would someone else do with this free time. Mm-hmm. And then like, for example, sometimes I get anxious about having free time because, oh, I should be productive, right? You know, um, but I like the idea that the value mm-hmm. really comes when I think about what I think is valuable yeah. for my free time. And like only I can decide what what I need at that point mm-hmm. of time. Yeah, um, that's a great way of looking at yeah, looking at it. Yeah, because yeah. really in life, uh, yeah. there's no, there's, 
the terms good and bad, mm. they're very subjective, yeah. really. Yeah, and when you end your life, no one's gonna... I don't think there's... For the religious people, I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> is anyone gonna stand in front of you after your life and say, okay, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, right. this that's bad. You know? And you did this, 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 that's good. Right. Yeah, mm. correct. And oh, you weren't a productive person, so uh, I guess you won't be... You're not uh, a valuable human <laughs> being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Really, it's just up to the individual mm. to decide how they want to, to live their life. La. Right. And what brings value to them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when the interesting part comes in because when we all live together as mm. humans, then you start to see the clashes. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll, we'll just find an equilibrium la, eventually. Mm. 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 Um, having worked on so many projects, do you feel like eventually you've come to some kind of... Mm, idea about your value as like someone who works or even like a personal value what do you feel your value is if you could describe it mm, okay mm, I like to see myself as this bridge mm. that connects uh, different worlds together so to speak because mm. everyone um, everyone kind of lives in a world of their own based on their own experience their own interpretations yeah yeah and um, for me, having worked in a career center before at the NUS Career Center, mm. I I did find it very rewarding to bridge people together. So it's like a student to a company. Ah, I see. Ah, uh, and mm. I and I see the same principle being applied in real life. Mm. Also, um, real life. I mean, uh, outside of work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> work is not real yeah. life. Pardon <laughs> me. Okay. Yeah, and I I see, I see that uh, applicable to other aspects of life as well. Mm. Yeah. So. Uh, let's say I have a friend who's interested in a certain topic and then there's this company who's uh, looking for a certain skill set you know right. I can link them together oh I love that yeah and the same can even go for the dating scene like, no, someone's interested in that ah, someone's interested in the same topic find me someone please oh. <laughs> no no I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah so, so yeah just bridging people together and uh, by building that collaborative um collaborative mindset I think mm. we can achieve much more mm. everyone together mm. yeah great mm. um, do you feel like there's a problem uh, do you feel like generally people have a problem telling people what their worth is um, I'm bringing this up because I think during the job searching, searching period people have a problem thinking about what they can offer to their employers um, I know I had a problem with that I graduated from life sciences and I didn't feel I have that much of a technical skill set um, to offer to my employers. Um, at the same time, I think I didn't really spend enough time thinking about what my soft skills were uh, because there's a lot of emphasis on like technical skills. Um, yeah. And at that point of time, again, I felt like I could not offer anything. So mm-hmm. like, how do you um, advise people like to just look for what's valuable in themselves. Mm, for people to look for what's valuable in themselves. Sorry, okay. does that question make sense? <laughs> yeah, it does actually. Mm, well, the the usual method of applying for jobs and communicating your worth is through the resume. Yeah. Right? And uh, for the creatives, it's a portfolio. Mm. Uh, so like a visual collection of images, you know, that showcase your art style. Yeah. Uh, um, I have dabbled with both before. Mm. Yeah, but what I feel uh, that could be more engaging is I think something that's just very original from the creator himself. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So one experiment and passion project that yeah. I was engaged in was creating a personal branding booklet for mm. myself. Yeah. So um, I decided to depart from your the traditional um, format of the, the resume. Mm. Yeah. And made it more like a casual introduction to who I am yeah. as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I prioritized my skills at the start, you know, mm-hmm. like just in terms of architecture, graphic design, illustration, mm-hmm. what I like to do. And then after that, I, I looked more into the soft skills aspect. Yeah. Yeah, because soft skills are what allows you to thrive in any job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, regardless of industry. The mm-hmm. technical skills can be learned, but what allows you to execute those skills with precision, with flair, mm. are your soft skills, really. Mm. Yeah, so like your negotiation, your collaboration. Yeah. Because yeah, no, no, no one wants, wants to work with a very, uh, you know, rigid, uptight person. Mm. Yeah, there'll, there'll be that tension that eventually will explode somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, by putting in my soft skills aspect, then I was able to reach out to or convey more of who Ryan is right. to other people. Mm. Yeah, so I prioritize. Uh, I actually structured up my my soft skills in the form of like growth, growth mm. mindset, uh, interdisciplinary learning. Mm. Yeah, and then value addition. So like giving value, sharing my experience. Yeah. Uh, edutainment outreach. Uh, oh, not, love not, that. not education or entertainment, but mm. edutainment. Yeah. Yeah, and also showmanship mm. Yeah, so showmanship is how you convey information to others in a very yeah. fun way. Yeah, I'm sure mm. you had a favourite teacher before you know, yeah. compared yeah. to a few who taught the same topic. Uh, <laughs> we all know what kind of topics we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> any topic, like, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So actually, if you think about this, all these five um, things I talked about, actually it can be summarised. I put into G-I-V-E-S. Mm. Uh, so it's actually Ryan Gives. Mm. So it's a very catchy uh, phrase that people can remember. I see. Yeah, so that summarises my soft skills. Ah. Uh. Uh, and... The last part of the book, I put in a lot of images of myself at events, uh, mm. helping out other people. Yeah, of course, these are all candid pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very structured pictures, like group pictures. They don't really tell so much about the event. Mm. Uh, so I would say like behind the scenes or during the process. Mm. Uh, so those pictures can summarize like what you were doing and can mm. also serve as a visual aid la, yeah. to the kind of person you are, mm. kind of impact you want to create for other people mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. compile all those together that becomes my personal branding mm. booklet mm. Um, it sounds a little bit like we are discussing the mechanism to like reaching um, our employers so we're t- talking about CVs and um, maybe creating this personal branding booklet mm. um, but what about the process of finding the value in yourself um, I feel like that's a difficult journey and usually it starts a little bit late um, mm. again because yeah. we have this whole curriculum and it's all straightforward you know you go from primary secondary um, JC poly and then maybe uni mm. and then once you're out of school then you'll start you'll start thinking about like oh shit okay so what am I now like, yeah, what can I offer yeah. yeah so what was that process like for you like was it through all the projects you did um, that, that helped you understand yourself better Mm, yeah, I actually actually struggled with this a lot. Yeah, mm. and even uh during my architecture days, I was still wondering what exactly am I, right? You know, mm. Who exactly Ryan is? Yeah. Uh, um, but I decided that at the end of the day, I would just think about what matters to me, what makes me happy, yeah, and what gets me excited. Mm. Uh, yeah. 
And I found that art, creativity, drawing was yeah. this... Can, you can say it's like my ikigai. Mm. Yeah. And uh, that's when I decided to focus purely on developing this skill. Yeah. Yeah. And then along the way, it also got me to develop other skills, uh, like how mm. to teach design. Yeah. Uh, how to express design, how to use yeah. different tools. Mm. Mm. So that kind of experience, the gut feeling and the emotion was just how I right. define my, my values. I see. And what I wanted to focus on. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, it also depends on the exposure yeah. of the person mm. to his environment. So, for example, mm. if you grew up in an environment of uh, where everyone is very uptight, mm. uh, very focused on money making, for example, then the person will naturally be you know, mm. uh, inclined to follow in such footsteps. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I'm just wondering if there's a way that from young there could be that. Diversity of exposure. Right, right. Uh, then perhaps, you know, the kids will have more, um, a better basket uh, of choices mm-hmm. to, to consider. Yeah. Yeah, and see how they want to add value to other people's lives. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, I was at an international school once. Uh, mm. I talked to a principal. Mm. And he was telling me that after his kids in class learned about the problems in the world today, they actually didn't... Um, say they wanted to be doctors, lawyers, mm. you know. They actually said they wanted to be farmers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the, the answers. And I was pretty shocked. I was like, what? Like, mm. I want to be a farmer. Mm. Uh, then I realized also it's like um, my own biases coming into play yeah. already. Mm. Yeah. So my exposure and their exposure yeah. is very different. Yeah. 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 I like that thought, honestly. Um, I think exposure to ideas really changes your perspective mm. on things. Correct. And sometimes what we feel are important um, are maybe just not in, in a particular context. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, one way um, to perhaps derive purpose in life yeah. could be to look at UN's uh, list of problems in the world that we are facing. Because mm. you know, these are universal issues and right. I think it's a good start la, where mm. people can at least be a young kid who enters a classroom for the first time can see these problems and then right. he can see, okay, how can I solve this problem? Right. Right? Rather mm. than learn a bunch of subjects and then finds out, you know, he finds out that, okay, why did I learn all this for? Mm. Probably never going to use some of them again in my life. Right. That's a great yeah. point. As in like, mm. we we don't really teach kids in a like problem-centered approach. You know, mm. it's it's just like, oh, a bunch of things that you have to learn and then what for? Like, mm. I feel like students don't figure don't out the what, what for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just learn this because uh, yeah. you'll get a good life if you do well in your exam. You mm. So I, I feel that's like the narrative. Right, uh, exactly. And then after that, the kid comes out, he's like, wait a minute, uh, maybe life is not what he expected to be. Right. Uh, or he realizes that he can't even communicate what he learned to other people. Mm. Uh, and then... Well, I, that, that's where things like depression can set in, you mm. know, or frustration with life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, begin with the end in mind. Uh. I think that's ooh. important. End in mind. Oh, mm. that's yeah. that's a lot for a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But maybe we can encourage that with the curriculums and like with the programs mm. for the kids. Yeah. 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 Um, and you were mentioning about your experience at the NUS... CFG? Uh, yes, Center the Center for, for Future Ready Graduates. Yes. Yeah, it's got a mouthful. Yeah, it generally, is. it's the career center there. Mm. Yeah, but the twist is that we imbue students with soft skills mm. and also um, help them with their personal branding mm. so that they can reach out to the companies that they want to work in. Right. 
Mm. Do you have a general impression of like the people you work with, the NUS students and graduates? Mm. Okay, uh, from my experience with mm. the the quantity of students that I work with, yeah, um, a lot of them are very focused on pursuing grades. Okay. Mm. At one point, CFG introduced this module called Roots and Wings. Mm. Uh, um, but there was some feedback that it wasn't really helpful. Mm. I mean, based on the perception of the students. Yeah. Yeah, because they're focused, they're more focused on achieving their grades rather than seeing soft skills as a vital tool in their life mm. after university. Yeah. Yeah, so I was kind of sad like, when I when I saw such feedback, you see. Yeah. But it also got me thinking that, okay, maybe it's not their fault. Maybe it's the way they've been brought up. Yeah. You know, mm. so perhaps if they were introduced to it at an earlier age, mm. then things could have turned out differently. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, okay, like, maybe not so much about the blame approach, but rather how next to yeah, respond. Yeah, agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So definitely the soft skills. Yeah. Yeah, and also the personal branding. Yeah. Yeah, because mm. think of it this way, you have five students applying for one company, mm. right? For only one position. Yeah. And then everyone says the same thing. Mm-hmm. They all have the same grades. Mm-hmm. They all have the same, maybe, co-curricular activities, mm. the leadership positions. Yeah. So what will make them stand up mm. or make one person stand up from the others? It's the way he articulates, he yeah. or she articulates his worth. Mm. Uh, and mm. whether he or she has done anything interesting, like, no? yeah. something novel, something original. Mm. Yeah, I think companies really like that. They like that um, creative uh, freedom and that uh, twist, like they can, the good twist they can bring to the company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. This is actually like something that we wanted to talk about because I feel like um, like a theme that's been going on this this whole episode so far is that we don't focus enough on soft skills or the importance of soft skills because um, like you said, it could be that we weren't exposed from uh, uh, to the idea since young or is that mm. like that's the general attitude around us, you know, that yeah. we... Well, uh, our education system is pretty competitive. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, mm. So collaboration tends to be uh, sidelined. Yeah. Even in group projects, I'm sure you all have Definitely. a lot of emotions <laughs> associated with group projects. Yes. You know, the, the slacker who just didn't do anything mm-hmm. showed up on the presentation day. Mm. But things like that, uh, it reflects how um, collaboration is being seen, la, yeah. being perceived. Mm. Yeah, and how the competitiveness at the end of the day still takes precedence in the minds yeah. of, of young ones. Mm. Yeah, so is there a way you know, that uh, can be uh, put into effect so that people see value in collaboration rather than right. just being competitive on their own. Mm. Uh, there's still things to be developed, I guess. Mm, like, it's yeah. not a simple answer. Like, not simple, not simple. Not simple, yeah. Of course, competition is also necessary. Mm. Mm, but perhaps, I'm thinking of the friendly kind of competition. Yeah. 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 Friendly competition, but overall, there's a collaborative approach. I think mm. that'd be very sweet. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, and then like, if we are moving on to like a more personal note, um, I know that you've been working on yourself quite a bit like the past year. Um, and I'm also sure that, that that hasn't been very easy. You know, just looking into yourself is not easy. Um, was there anything that you think you've learned about yourself that you weren't aware of? Which may be difficult because I feel like in general, you're quite reflective. Mm. Um, but yeah, was there like a big revelation for you the past year? Mm. Well, uh, upon reflection, I found out that I've always been driven by fear. Mm. Yeah, so... Kiasu, kiasi, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of 
me. Mm. You know? And I realized that, wow, uh, because of this exposure I've had throughout my life, yeah. you know, in the competitive school system and all that. So mm. uh whenever someone gives me something to do, you know, yeah. uh naturally I'll start to panic and okay, what do I have to do to get things done? Right. Yeah. And I felt uncomfortable with that. Like why do I always have to respond with fear? Mm. You know? Uh, and that also got me thinking that um, perhaps my mindset needs to change. Mm. And that started a journey of exploring different mindsets from different people, mm. understanding how they operated as well. Because not everyone mm. operates out of fear. Mm. You know, some of them also operate out of like, maybe passion. Yeah. You know, some of them uh, are so brave, they don't even bother about the fear. You know, right. like, I don't care if you're going to do this to me, I'm just going to enjoy my life. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to treat this, uh, take it with stride. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very good to... Very enriching uh, to talk to people from different backgrounds, mm. different ages, and find out what they, they think about life. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I attended courses like um, the basic training, mm. the advanced course, and the leadership program at Asia Works mm. Singapore. Yeah. So, um, I feel that mindset is really very key to yeah. someone's development. Mm. Yeah. Because that alone can determine how everything else falls in place. Yeah. Yeah. If you're brought up to be uh, very focused on, for example, just money making. Mm. Everything you do will be related to to making money. Yeah. You know, and when the time comes to do the whatever it takes mm. challenge, uh, that things can get ugly. Mm. You know, uh, so that's why I feel um the mindset and the soft skills mm. that come together very very well, mm-hmm. uh, can really uh bring about better societies. Uh. Mm-hmm. Mm. So being driven by fear, uh, what are you afraid of? Like losing mm. out? Yeah. Mm, losing face in front of people. Losing so they face. don't see me as a reliable or mm. knowledgeable person. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, so yeah, like, that's, that's what I would call the image uh, that mm. I find it's, uh, uh, can be pretty detrimental. Then I end up setting high expectations for myself. Right. And people are like, why are you why are you so stressed out, right? And, you know, like you didn't even ask for this. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's all self-inflicted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so the image thing which uh AJ Works also brought up uh, yeah. during my courses. Very funny, very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah, just fear of losing out. Fear of losing out. In the sense yeah. like yeah. I will tend to overthink. Mm. Mm. So I would think, oh if I don't take this opportunity now then uh, I might lose out on this opportunity in the future mm. yeah yeah and then but then it will get me to think back like, to really what what really do i want to mm. to experience in life mm. like, how do i really want to live my life right uh, so that's where it also grounds me wow that's that's quite a that's quite a lot because i feel like your fear of um losing opportunities may have been stemmed from your experience with cancer as well because you were saying how like oh you know time is valuable mm. um and you need to just use time as much as you can and then you went from you know really trying to value time and then maybe sort of overdoing it a little bit um and then it's it's hard to find a balance basically right mm. Yeah. Mm. wow um that must be quite a journey yeah it's- but well i i, I believe in fate lah, so i suppose fate mm. gave me this kind of exposure yeah know, to really push the boundaries and then find out where i fit in mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I. I. I hope that uh, twenty twenty one won't be uh, as fearful or stressful a year. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Um. I mm. would say that I would want to hope the same for myself because I don't want to be driven by fear as well. I think. Um. I think we all should spend some time just thinking about what drives us. Um. 
I I do think that I have a similar fear that is, you know, there's this image that I'm trying to put out, um, you know, I'm capable, I, you know, I, mm. I'm reliable and all that. And the fear of people seeing that I'm not drives mm. certain decisions. And it's a little bit, um, I, I, I don't want all my decisions to be grounded in that because mm. what for, right? Mm. <laughs> Why are you living like, life for others? Mm. Yeah. Have you thought about it? Like what drives you, Shiva? Well, not as much as both of you, I think. <laughs> Clearly, y'all have um, gone for a course and everything. So, I've not done that. But sure, like, I, I can relate to the fear part of it. I do feel like when people, like, people have expectations of you, like my parents and all mm. that. And sometimes it's like, you don't want to let them down. You don't want to let people around you down. Yeah. You want mm. to achieve what they want you to achieve. Um, which can be, which can be very stressful because then is that what you actually want to do? Is that right. what you want to achieve? Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So one good question would be to ask uh oneself, what pain am I self inflicting on myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Because you no, know, sometimes that overthinking, that over worrying, could end up, uh, you know, being just. Nothing to actually worry about. Right, in, exactly. In reality, something else happened. And right. then I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I spend mm. my whole night just worrying about it, losing <laughs> yeah, sleep? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. in the end, it turned out, you know, totally not what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. Mm. Mm. Spending a lot of like mental energy on things that are, may not happen. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. not worth it. Correct. Mm. Yeah. And there's, there's also this, uh, I think Obama said it once as well, mm. you know, like, Asking for help is actually a sign of strength. Mm, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah, and I came across a book also for kids that um, one of the characters was asked, what is the bravest thing you've ever done? Mm. And then the response was to ask for help. Mm. Yeah, like help me. Mm. You know? mm. Yeah, so I feel that um, by being vulnerable, yeah. you know, sharing your, your problems and then seeking out help, yeah. I think that's a sign of strength. Mm. Yeah, so the funny thing is that if somebody tries to appear very like strong and capable, like one would get the impression that he's weak because <laughs> he's mm. trying to put out that bravado. Yeah. Mm. But on the other hand, someone who uh you know openly shares about his or her vulnerabilities, you know, and uh failures, weaknesses, how they got out of their rut. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that that reflects strength. Mm. Yeah. So it's very funny you, know? you try to appear strong, but people see you as weak. Ironic. Uh, yeah. 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 Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of An Open Invitation. We know that life can feel very lonely, and we hope that through these conversations, you will be able to find some comfort in knowing that many others feel the same way. Join us next week as we delve into the thoughts of someone new. You can find us on AOIPodSG on Instagram or Twitter. That is AOIPODSG. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.